just a short brief teaching and then we're going to pray and go back home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at somebody tell them it's good to see you in his presence. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Acts chapter 2. And verse 42. And 42 and 43 actually. The two scriptures. It says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then the fear, then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Verse 42, yes. Then all the people were struck with awe. They saw the awesomeness of God because of the three or four components of three found, four, four foundational things that the church was doing at that particular time. The, the fear of the people was not necessarily the, the fear of a snake. It was that awesomeness, that awe. And I wanted us to look at those four things, but I wanted also maybe to emphasize on the fact that prayer is key. Key is, prayer is what? It says they continued. That is, it means with that it was with intense consistency and dedication to these four aspects. They persisted in adhering to something. To, that, that word steadfast means to, to persist in adhering to something consistently. I believe God in this hour, in this season, wants us to persist and be consistent. Consistent dedication. Continuous dedication. Alright? To doctrine. To fellowship. To breaking of bread. And in prayers. Right? And in what? In prayers. You remember the book of Matthew? chapter 16 verse 19 it says and I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven before that Jesus said I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it all right, Amen. but then there is there is there is this you know especially in the days we're living in. 
There must be a continuation for the sins. Because we, we can't afford, because of what, what is going on maybe in the nations of the world, we can't afford to discontinue certain things. You have to continue, church. Because these are foundation, this is what strengthens the church. The first one, in the apostles' doctrine. In other ways, they taught the word, isn't it? Now, there are many aspects of the word that we cannot... Uh, what I'm trying to emphasize is to, con is to continue, not to give up, but to stop. You have to continue in the, in the word, in the doctrine of the Bible, in the doctrine of the apostles. At times like this, that's when, that's when you hear people putting aside the teachings. The value system of the kingdom. Well, you see people putting aside the word. You, you see people doing things or saying things that are inconsistent with the word. If there's a time to continue, it's now. In that which you know as a child of God. Because of the circumstance. I mean, what is going on in the world today is, is everywhere. We're talking right now, Cuba is on fire. Yeah, but it's, it's everywhere. So in other words, there's a spirit that is moving. The spirit of the urge, isn't it? Of the times. So as a child of God, don't forget your foundations. This setting actually was when the, just when the church was established in the upper room. The Bible says on the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all together in one place, in one accord. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven, like that of a rushing mighty wind, filled the place where they were seated, and there appeared cloven tongues of fire. Cloven tongues of fire. Yes. Sat upon each one of them. And then the Bible says they were, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And, be, and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. And the people around them said, these are drunk. Peter stood up with the eleven and says, these men are not drunk as you thought, suppose. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Jehovah that shall come to pass in the last days. These last days. I'll pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters, your prophets since we are living in the last days, there is a continuous outpouring of the Spirit of God. And in that continuous outpouring of the Spirit of God, there are certain things that we, not, we must not put aside. We must continue. After Peter preached, in actual verse 40 says, and with many words, other words, he testified and exhorted them. Verse 40. He says, be saved from this perverse generation. Perverse, unnatural. 
which means perversion started a long time ago. When we talk about perversion, we are not necessarily talking, most of you just, talk to, when you hear the word perversion, you always think about moral things. Perversion is behavior that is contrary to nature. So it, it was a perverted generation. It was con a confused generation. Even that time, then those who gladly received the word were baptized and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Then they continued steadfastly. So, you who know Jesus, you who have been translated from the kingdom of darkness, and now you're in the kingdom of God, the Bible says, as men as received him, he gave them power to become the sons of God. And the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now that you're a new creature, when, whenever there's chaos in nations, the temptation is to forget your, the teachings. The gospel teachings, the value system of the kingdom, the principles of the kingdom, the behavior that is in the kingdom, the lifestyle of the kingdom. You attempted. You remember that Lord's Prayer? where he says, lead us not into temptation. Because there is always temptation to behave like the people in the world. Amen. There's always a what? A temptation. But Paul says, I mean, the, the Acts both Acts says they continued steadfastly. Is that word steadfastly means with resolute determination. Which means it's a determination. It's a determination. Which means it's not easy. You must resolve in your heart, in your mind. Just like it says, Daniel determined in his heart not defile himself with the food of the king. Actually, it says he didn't drink the wine of the king. Neither did he eat the meat. He determined not to do that. Meat symbolizes doctrine. There is meat in the world. There is also wine symbolizes spirit. Everything has spirit behind it. Every meat you eat has a spirit behind it. So you have to have a resolution. You must resolve and determine in your heart. I'm not going to eat. But I determine not to eat or to drink the wine, the spirit of the world. You have to determine to continue 
in the principles of the kingdom. To, to continue means having extension of time through the order of events of time. And to continue uninterrupted or to continue even after being interrupted. Extending through issues, extending your steadfastness through issues of life. Through issues of temptation and trials around the world. I'm not, I'm not dropping what I know as a child of God. The doctrine of Christ. Hello. Amen. Hello. Amen. In the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. Fellowship means koinonia, that Greek word koinonia. Meaning sharing, unity, close association, partnership, participation. Meaning fellowship, not just with the brothers and sisters, but fellowship with, with God also. Koinonia. In other ways, when times are tough, you don't negate fellowship. You don't what? You don't put aside fellowship with other Christians, other brothers, other sisters. You don't stop calling each other. You don't check, stop checking on each other. How are you doing? How, how is it going with you? You know, when there's a storm, it's, it's heat. You have to check on your brother, your sister. How are you doing? How are you keeping? Koinonia, the fellowship, the association, the unity. Power of unity. In other words, we refuse to stop. You see, what what will actually bring us that place of fellowship, proper fellowship, is when we understand the doctrine of Christ. Because that's your meeting point, is Christ. The hope of glory. Somebody say amen. amen. So in fellowship also, don't negate the fellowship. The, you know, whether it's in homes, in coming together, in whatever, whether it's coming to church, any form of fellowship with one another is key. That's how you encourage one another. It's, it's like bringing firewood together. When you are alone, most of the time your fire goes down. All right? So you have to continue in fellowship. Continue in the doctrine, the principles of Christ. And continue in fellowship. And in the breaking of bread. Most likely they are talking about Holy Communion. Most likely he's, he's talking about Holy Communion. Yes, Holy Communion. So don't negate that. In this context, don't forget. You see, what does that remind us? Holy Communion. It reminds us about our, our salvation. There are so many doctrines in the Bible. But don't forget that you are saved. Holy, do this in remembrance of me. 
do this in remembrance of the power of Calvary. When, when you're dealing with Holy Communion, you are dealing actually with the power of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Don't forget that. Continue. Because that is foundational in your life. Don't, don't forget that he died for your sins. He was buried and rose again for justification. He rose and is sitting on the right hand side and he makes intercession forever for us. Don't forget that. But communion means you're always appreciating the fact that you are saved. Don't forget that you lifted you up from the Mary Mary clay. Planted your feet on the king's highway. If you forget that, you are going to be like a peacock. So, so self-righteous. Where you, you just feel your, your, you know, have you ever seen people that you only see wrong things in others? They don't see anything wrong with themselves. They've no, they've forgotten that 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 Calvary thing. They've forgotten where he brought them from. That he lifted you up from the merriment clay. You were sinking in sea, never to rise again. Jesus lifted you up. The power of his blood washed you, cleansed you, planted your feet on the king's highway. Don't forget that, that you were once a sinner bound on your way to hell. Don't forget that. It's foundational. Every time you remember what you went through, how he was bruised for iniquities, how the chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. Every time you remember that, put the crown of thorns on his head, pierce his feet and his hands, give him strike on his back, mocked him, spat on his face, did whatever they wanted to do to him. Every time you remember that, it will keep you humble. To keep you real. So the Lord's Supper is key in keeping Calvary in our minds. Don't forget Calvary. I say, don't forget Calvary. Don't forget Calvary. Don't forget where He brought you from. Amen? Breaking of bread. And then it says, in prayers. And in what? In prayers. In other words, prayer must be a continuous thing. Don't come to a place where you say, well, now I've prayed enough. Even when God has answered prayer, there's still more to pray about. I like it because it says they continue in prayers, not prayer. It became their lifestyle to pray. I'm sure they remembered how Christ used to pray. Church, prayer is one of the keys that is very powerful, that has no space, that is not limited by space or distance or matter. 
is your key that opens different types of doors. Don't you dare stop praying. It says pray without ceasing. Prayer is a key, especially in the times we're living in. Pray when you're walking in the streets. Pray when you're washing your clothes. Pray when you're cooking. Pray when you're on your computer doing whatever you're doing. Pray silent prayers. Pray verbalized prayers. Pray in the spirit in tongues. And pray with your understanding. Pray with all kinds of prayers. Prayer is a force, a platform. It's an, it's an airport where jets of warfare are released. Always stay in a place of prayer. When Jesus prayed in the mountain, he was able to walk on water. The Bible says he sent them to walk, to move on. And he went to the mountain to pray. When he came back from the mountain to pray, he had transcended natural things. And he came walking to them on water. You can imagine the power of prayer. Prayer is key. It will make you walk on water. Where people sink, you will walk just on top of what makes people sink. From the place of prayer, he walked to the boat on water. Prayer is powerful. Don't stop praying. Pray without ceasing. Prayer is a place where we commune with God, where we have intimacy with God, where we tap into the mind of God, where we tap into the agenda of God. Because without, without creating a platform of prayer, we won't know the will of God for particular situations. Prayer is a launching pad. Prayer is a meeting place between God and his people. Prayer is a place of transaction. And listen to this. Prayer activates the presence, tangible presence of God. When you are prayerful, there is a tangible presence of God around your life. And what makes demonic activities paralyzed is the tangible presence. It's not the omnipresence of God, it's the tangible presence of God. Where the tangible presence of God is, demons find it difficult to... This, reason, this is the reason why when the enemy is going to operate, he neutralizes prayer. When they nipit nipa, when prayer nippered in the earth, chaos began. They started in America, the closed churches. Came to Africa, closed churches. East, in the eastern part, the, the closed churches. Came down into all the whole nations of Africa, the closed churches. Then chaos began. Because when there's corporate prayer releases corporate presence, it makes demons not able to manifest and operate. It 
Immediately there is less prayer. Demons find it very easy to move. Prayer releases the tangible presence of God. The smoke of God. The lightnings of God. The thunderings of God. The mist of God. Which chokes and suffocates demonic activities. Prayer unveils the things we have never seen before. It's key. It's very important. If you want to see things you've never seen before, get in a place of prayer. Teach yourself to pray for a long time. That's why you need to be baptized in the Spirit because it, 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 it helps you pray for a longer time. When your words are failing you, you can go into the in other tongues and begin to pray. Because prayer births things you've never seen before. Bethes out. Call unto me and I'll answer thee, Jeremiah says. Show you things you've never seen. Ah, ears not heard, heart has not. And things have not entered in the heart of men, the things that God has prepared for them that love Him. So when we pray, we tap into the arena whereby things that we've never seen before begins to be released. Prayer is key. It's one of the keys that God has given to us. Amen? If my people which are caught by my name shall humble themselves, turn away from their wicked ways, seek my first, then shall I hear from heaven and then heal their land. One of the reasons why people say God does not answer prayer is because we don't understand that we... we for instance, if you're praying for a nation, you have to turn away. You have to, because that's a higher level. You're, you're dealing with powers, principalities, wicked spirits. You, ha you, you have to be completely in the mind of God. You can't be in your own flesh, in your, in, in your own desires. You can't. That's the reason why you have to you have to go with what God wants. Because if you're gonna you're gonna play your own desires, you're gonna be hurt. Because you're dealing with powers, ancient wicked powers. Amen. Amen. So in other ways, when people don't turn away from their wicked ways. But they just want to pray. They won't be able to align to the heart of God. Prayer is a force that cannot be stopped. It has no boundaries. Can you imagine? You can pray from here and pray for the states, for the United States, because it's a force that is so powerful. It can't be stopped. Amen? Prayer breaks the power of enemies of harvest. 
You know, many times you, there's a harvest that belongs to you. But usually at the place of harvest, the demonic activities, when you're weak in the place of prayer, or when you, get, you easily get tired, you're not able to continue, or you easily get discouraged, or you easily complain, or you easily get angry or get in the flesh, you lose your harvest. Because most of the time when the door of harvest is open, when the door of breakthrough is open, there are demons also there. You didn't know that? At the point of your breakthrough, the demonic activities, when they entered the promised land, there were giants in the place. So, in other words, in the land of your breakthrough, land of your harvest, there are giants that you need to deal with. Paul, Paul said, the door is open, but there are so many enemies. David said, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now, some of us are used to taking what belongs to us when there are no enemies. But life does not go like that. At the place of breakthrough, there is also intense warfare sometimes. So prayer, in prayer stabilizes your heart and your mind to fight through your breakthrough. Hello? To fight till you get your breakthrough. Remember, everything starts in the spirit. Your breakthrough starts in the spirit. Then it manifests in the flesh. In the natural. So in other words, you must overcome in the spirit before you overcome in the natural. Hello. Can you imagine your enemy working altars? Working on altars. And you are sleeping. Can you imagine your enemy consulting all kinds of witches? Bringing all kinds of witches from everywhere. I mean, from everywhere. Building all kinds of altars. And you are sleeping. You are not prayerful. See, prayer is so powerful. The, the, the prophet, the prophet Elijah, the Bible says he would see what the enemy would do, wants to do, while he's in his bed. And he would go and warn the, the king of Israel. That is the power of prayer. You sense or you see before it even happens. Prayer is a key in this season. So in other words, you must continue in a place of prayer. As a church, as a body of Christ, we must continue in a place of prayer. Why should we continue? Because there's always warfare at the place of breakthrough. 
Are you aware of that? The enemy is a master manipulator. He will manipulate your breakthrough. If you don't take time to pray. So you have to continue in the doctrine, continue in fellowship, continue in breaking of bread, and continue in prayers. Pray every day, church. Pray every day. The days are evil. Redeem the times. Pray every day. And somebody says, I don't know what to pray. There's so many things to pray about. You can pray about your neighbor. If you don't know what to pray, just pray about your neighbor. The next thing you find yourself praying about that, and, and about that, and about that, and about that, and about that. Till you learn how to pray. It's very key that these four foundations are in our lives in this season and in the seasons to come. But so, because there are so many things that are going to begin to happen in the earth, in the world. So many things that will happen. And you're going to be overwhelmed if you're not prayerful. But when you pray, God will strengthen your heart. He'll give you confidence. He'll give you hope. And He'll give you strategies for surviving chaotic situations. Because there are a lot of chaotic situations that continue happening in the world. I mean, in the world. Amen? Amen. This COVID thing COVID was just the beginning of the satanic strategies. While the church is busy, instead of praying, busy talking about each other. I've never seen the church talking about each other so much on social media than in this season. For the past five years, when you go on social media or on the internet or what, it's church talking about each other. To a level whereby even sinners don't do that. For the last five Past five years, it's been amazing how the churches were praying, they were busy discussing. Discussing about that pastor, discussing about that Muzaran, discussing about that gospel musician, discussing. So busy. If there's a post about a certain preacher or a certain uh, uh, musician, Christian musician, you see thousands of views. That video, thousands of views. I mean, thousands and thousands of comments and views to show you that the church was really in a backsliding situation. But if it's something powerful about the kingdom of God or about God, just a few views on that video. So the, the, so the enemy found it very easy because the church now had a civil war. 
Civil war, so the enemy found it very easy to come in and just do whatever he wanted to do in the world. Easy to talk against each other instead of prayer. Sometimes talking the things you don't even understand. You have no foundation, you have no insight <laughs> about whatever it is. Sometimes just talking because you want to be politically correct. Or socially correct. Or to please somebody, or to please people, or to, to get likes and claps. Listen, church, it's time to pray. Church, it's time to pray. I said, it's time to pray. God will heal our land. He will hear from heaven and heal our land. We, we, we can't pray effectively when there's too much jargon in our minds. This side you're insulting and then you open your mouth you want to pray. Uh, uh, this thing should not be so, church. This side you are insulting that person and you're insulting those people. Don't, don't look at things the way you're looking at things and then you think you pray, open your mouth and run. You, you'll be easily defeated and silenced. Hello. It's easy to open your mouth and talk, 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 talk. Let's pray. Let's what? Let's pray. You see, when you pray, when you open your mouth, kingdom wisdom is released. Because you've interacted with the supernatural God, God of wisdom. So when you open your mouth, there's a release of wisdom to the world. Your word begins to build. Your words begin. Your words begin to, to build. To be, your words begin to reconcile. Your words begin to restore things. Hello, church. Hello, church. It's time to do what? To pray steadfastly. You see. Answers come from the place of prayer. Amen. 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 Some things are aborted because children of God, instead of persisting in prayer, they talk too much. Then abort. Time to pray. Let's start right now again. Let's pray. Stand your feet. And remember, when we pray, we're going to pray for the nation again. And the nations of the world. And the nations of the world. Come, my 
And when we say the nations of the world, it's because whatever happens in nations affects us. Something goes wrong in a certain nation, it will lift up the prizes, lift up, lift up things. So we must pray against leadership vacuum and pray against bloodshed. Because some, some, some political leaders enjoy bloodshed because it's part of their empowerment from the dark world. So you can be seeing like Israel is really sacrifices. 